Welcome back to another episode of the Rag Report podcast, where I bring to you every single day a bulletin show from people around the world in our industry, suppliers, advisors, recruiters, who prepare to give their take on what's going on through the pandemic and how we can all thrive and come out of this. Today, I'm excited to be joined by two guys. Um, I'm, I've got two of the guys from Finley James, a tech, a, I think it's tech sales recruitment business, headquartered in the UK, but with an American footprint. I've got Nick Guy, the VP of North America, and I've got Gareth Fox, the VP of West Coast, Vice President, that stands for. So I hope they don't report directly in, dire- directly reporting into Donald Trump, I believe. Um, but, uh, I, uh, I've, I've, I've kept an eye on what these guys are doing. I know, know, some, know them well. And I, I first thought of them when, when shit hit the fan and thought, are they going to be able to come home? And then I saw some comms on LinkedIn about the fact they can't. And uh, I've been dying to find out. So, guys, thanks for taking the time. No problem. No worries. No worries. Appreciate, appreciate the well, invite, yeah. I'm going to point the first question um, at you, Nick. Tell us, um, you've been out there a bit longer, um, so, but, but, yeah. you've only, but you did move from San Diego, uh, sorry, San Francisco to New York not too recently, not too long ago. So paint the picture for, for the listeners. What the hell is going on for you right now? Yeah, um, so I moved out from San Francisco to New York in, in October. Um, of not really expecting any quarantine, but yeah, we're, we're in lockdown, not too dissimilar to the UK. So I think yeah, most of the US is probably not too dissimilar to the UK, but yeah, I think things are slowing down. Yeah, everyone's just trying to stay home and, and stay healthy, but yeah, not one. Where, not where in New expecting. York? Where in New York are you? Uh, I'm currently in Astoria, which is just the other side of the East River in Queens. Right, okay. Um, and how long have you been there? Uh, October. So moved out in October. Um, and, you know, we, we didn't yet have an office, which is probably a, a good thing, um, but we were close to making a couple of hires. So is it just yourself? Just me at the moment for FJ, yeah. yeah. So you're, you're flying, where were you working? Working from home anyway? Yeah, working from home, uh, coffee shops, going into some of our clients were letting me use their office space, which was good. And then we, we have a WeWork, or we had a WeWork in San Francisco, so we were able to use some of the credits to go and use that as and when I needed for, for meetings and then. Uh, hotel lobbies, that stuff. Yeah. All right, well, wherever, you, wherever would have me. <laughs> moving about, and then Gareth. So <laughs> yeah. you, Gareth, you left Manchester to go to San Francisco not too long ago. Yeah, August, August first flight straight in the office the next day. So uh, <laughs> straight into it. Yeah. So how have you found life since you got over there? Uh, it is, the lifestyle is, is is different gravy. Uh, it's really really good. Uh, in, in terms of obviously kind of family etc. As you may have mentioned, is yeah. It takes a couple of months to adjust, especially when you're used to being surrounded by quite a lot of friends and family mm. on a daily and a weekly basis or just being in an office environment with 30, 40 people to then come to, to somewhere where, where people even struggle to understand what you're saying because you're Mancunian. <laughs> Never mind, it, 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 you know, kind of your walks of life, the way you talk, the way you even do your job. It, it does take a couple of months to settle, and that's for sure. So what, what was your job before you went? I was divisional manager so, oh, so I was running two teams. One was focused on the US market and one was focused on the Europe, well, the global market. So they would pick up, you know, the jobs of the hot clients in Europe, UK and the US. Yes, yeah. um, so obviously in terms of the performance, it was really, really strong the previous year. But the, the heavy percentage of our revenues come from the US market. So what was the, what was the shift? What was the reason for you making the move, Nick, and you, you flying out? Well, well, why did that happen? So we, we wanted to have uh, an office on, on both coasts, yeah. for, for sure. It, it's kind of, it's quite nice to, to follow the sun model so that we've got people recruiting in the US, in the UK, 
we then have people on the east coast and then we'd have people on the west coast so for the majority of the working day we've got people recruiting in the us so it's, it's quite a nice that nice model to have um we also had a lot of clients in new york and um as well as san francisco so ha- having those offices at the time made sense right and what what made the decision for you gareth because you've watched nick go and do it why did you take the take that job uh, career opportunity, obviously, uh, you know, it's going to look lovely on my resume and I wanted to, to, to kind of prove myself in a different market. You know, it's kind of like going, starting something up again because we, you know, the revenues were good in the U S we needed to get the staff levels up. So it was it's good to, I just wanted to re-challenge myself. So you just and thought, I, go and yeah, do and I didn't really, I mean, I had no ties in the UK, so I had no kids, you know, I haven't yet bought property. I've just been enjoying myself and working hard. So I just thought, look, this is the, the kind of the next best step for me in, in my career. So what, when did it start becoming like common knowledge that this was going to get serious for you guys? Because I think for me, like coronavirus was everywhere. I was taking the piss saying Liverpool wouldn't win the league when coronavirus really hits, like joking. Like, That's all Secretly, secretly thinking, you know, that'll be the only silver lining. If so, but I did say that if that happens, we're all fucked. <laughs> and uh, when, and then about a week before we went into lockdown, I just I, I, the news just started in in the. I don't know what was going like for you. Like it just accelerated at a pace that every every minute I was getting a WhatsApp or a message like, "Have you heard about this Canary Wharf lockdown and all these things?" I was like, "Surely not." And then I remember doing a podcast on the Wednesday. And then it was the Thursday when I was like, oh, just no point in people going to the office. And then on the Friday was when it all got announced. So for me, it was like loads of quiet noise for ages. And then it just went bang. And it was like, we're going into something here. What, what was it like for you? Um, yes, I'm, I'm, similar, really. Yeah, I mean, I'm, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Nick. So yeah, I mean, from me, I mean, we, like I said, we work in a WeWork. We're on 650 California. So the office was slowly dwindling. People were moving out, uh, giving up that kind of their office space. It was getting quieter and quieter. But I'm like to the guys, you know, positive, positive attitude. Stop being a soft ass. Come on, let's get in the office. It's not that serious. I was extremely naive to the situation. Um, it, you know, it's not going to be us kind of mentality. Mm. Uh, and I think it was a Sunday afternoon and I got a message from both the guys. One of them's like, my parents don't want me to come in. This is serious. The other guy just like, I, I don't feel safe coming into the office. So I sat in the office by myself on the Monday. And it got, I can remember it got to lunchtime and I was literally the only person in the WeWork. And I thought, I better go and set up an office. <laughs> I better set up a desk back in my apartment. So that's when it was you know, real for me, I would say. And then two, three days later, shops were getting boarded up you know, on Market Street, the main street of San Francisco. And, that, and that's when I thought, they know this is going to last a lot longer than what we anticipate. So that's when it really hit home for me, I would say. What about New York? Yeah, I mean, mine was probably um, the weekend before. I was due to fly to an SIA conference in Miami. Um, I ended up flying down, but the conference was cancelled. But I found out the, the day before I was flying. And, and John and Sarah, uh, our owners, they, they were they were mid-flight already on the way to Miami when the, the thing got cancelled. So at that point, I kind of thought, well, California's been hit a bit harder or, or certainly at the time they've, they've got some earlier cases and it makes sense that the, the company that run at SIA, they're based out in California. I can see why they probably don't want to leave. They probably want to be with their families in case schools get closed and all of this sort of mm-hmm. stuff. So we, we, I flew to Miami anyway. Um, yeah, I thought maybe it'd be a good chance to meet some people who had already found themselves there. Good chance to reconnect with John and, and Sarah who I hadn't seen for a, a, certainly a few months and get some sun. Um, mm-hmm. And then 
after that, I think it was during my time in Miami that I suddenly started, I think the, the head of the Port Authority in New York caught it at one of the airports and, and they thought he'd got it at LaGuardia or, or JFK and I'd, I'd flown out of LaGuardia and that's when I sort of started thinking, oh. I've got to fly back in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I think from that point, that's when it started getting serious in New York. What? But, so, yeah. so New York apparently have got more cases than anywhere else in, in the world, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what yeah, more cases, more deaths. It's, is that just I down to just, the fact, do you think, that the, the amount of travel that goes through that city and the amount of people that, that, that go through it on a day-to-day basis from other parts of the world? Because there's, there's, bigger, there's bigger, more populated cities in the world. It's not the biggest, but it's obviously the transit yeah. through New York must be insane. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the subway system just constantly being used. Yeah, it's, it's, I guess, not too dissimilar to London, um, but maybe, maybe it's just been, you know, because it's quite a small city in the terms of it, how distant it is like you know it's it's only uh, like five or six miles whereas london is is absolutely huge but the population here is similar size so it's it's a, a highly populated area which i'm sure has, has sort of made this the spread a little bit worse a lot of people commute from upstate even from other states you've got people that commute in from jersey and from connecticut um that's probably not helped what what's the general rule then in in, in the u.s obviously in, in the uk we're we're allowed an hour out a day to exercise, which I wouldn't say people are sticking to that. I see people every time I go out, like sitting in the parks and they're still doing, they're not doing anywhere near what they were, but there's still, there's still a lot of takeaways open. Like I'll go past the kebab house and it'll be open and you think, how are you allowed? And no one else is, I don't get it. Um, but on the whole, you know, people are staying at home and they're not, they're not out and about. What, but we, we, we've not got that much freedom. What, what's it like where you are? I don't think it's quite as strict here um, in terms of the, the rules. It's social distancing and, and sort of rest in place is there where you know, stay at home unless you're essential workers and, and that sort of stuff. But there's, there's no sort of once a day for your exercise allowed out. There's, there's no rules like that as, as long as you're at the moment, it's just you know, practicing social distancing. Same for you, Gary. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I ended up coming out to a friend's four weeks ago in L.A., just to save me being cooped to my apartment and yeah, you know, the streets are, are there, hardly any police. It's just out and about. So I try and get out pretty much every lunchtime and then early evening, it's a couple yeah. of times a day just to keep sanity. You hear of protests around the, around the US where uh, people are protesting the fact that they have to stay at home and actually going and, and forming these organized protests. But I've not seen that any of that or heard of any of that in New York specifically doesn't mean it's not happening but i've certainly not heard of it new york's probably again a more cosmopolitan place where people are like you know a bit more clued up and there's, there's got to be parts of the u.s like the uk where people are just like i don't know they're just not they're not educated on it they're probably not reading a lot about it they're probably just going oh why are we why are we haven't told we're the u.s why do we have to lock, yeah. lock down i think it's what what was the reaction like for finley james in manchester and london how did they respond uh, I mean, it was, I think it, with the messages that I got from my two guys, it was like, right, let's get something in place for you guys to work from home immediately. Um, and then they started working on it in Manchester. But I, I, I'm pretty sure they were still in the office for a further week than, than us, if I remember rightly. Were you all, um, was it like, were people on laptops and stuff? Or were they all on computers in the office in Manchester? We, we use laptop, then like a little desktop and a screen. So it's quite easy to yeah. work wherever you want because we built the new office in Manchester. You can work, you know, if you want to go and map the market in peace, you can just pick up your work and move to, to another room. So it's pretty, we, pretty yeah. good like that. 
but we, we were following the whatever the government or, or local authority guidelines were is essentially what we we're following in, in the UK and we would have weekly weekly sorry daily meetings where the leadership team and um, would all get together and talk about right okay what what sort of happened in the last 24 hours is there any new news that's come to light that we need an action on um, talking about specific individuals and their situations to how we can help support them but yeah we, we were sort of following the guidelines because I guess it's all it's not known for everyone no one's been through it so we can only sort of go for our, our yeah, the best we can do which was follow what the government were telling us to do yeah I think Linda John Sarah James they all smashed it really didn't they yeah, yeah. Well, one one thing about you two though, because I think look, once when when they lift some form of restrictions on us here, well, I'd be able to drive back to Manchester and see my mum, right? And be able to go and see my family. You guys, I yeah. don't imagine flights will be back to normal quite quick. I, I don't know if I'm right or on that, but I imagine it'd be a bit longer before. Or would you guys want to be on the set the first flight back? Like, what's the plan around that? For you? It's tough, isn't it? Because it's not like we're American citizens, as you sort of mentioned. So if, if we come, we might be able to get out, but we might not be able to get back in. So that's, that's the challenge. And then do you want to leave and leave all your stuff here? Or do you want to just take all your stuff and kind of just go back and, and, until uh, it sort of all blows over? But it's, so it's, it's difficult from that perspective. You might be able to go one way, but not the other. Yeah. But equally, um, what they're sort of saying, I, w- I was on a, a webinar the other day with um, some people from the travel industry that were on it and they were talking about how it might reopen and they were predicting out here that the borders would open with Canada and Mexico first um, and then it would be the UK-US relationship. They would sort of put something in place about how travel and how business can continue um, and once that was created, that would probably set a precedent for, for other countries to then replicate and follow it and, and that sort of stuff. But they, they didn't really understand these, these people in the industry. They didn't understand or know when that, what, and what those timescales would look like. That's crazy, isn't it? It's like, there's, uh, yeah. Here, they give you little bits of information every few weeks, like, you know, it's locked down for three more weeks and stuff. But there's just, yeah. there's just no clarity on anything yet. And there can't be. Yeah. I, just, I don't think there can be. Yeah. What? What's been what's what the client been what's the client base been like, Gareth? Like how, how a lot of people say technology, like you know, is a good place to be. It's it's, it's the it's the kind of one sector that is always is more, like look at the way Zoom have gone through the roof since this has happened. Yeah. Like, tech companies yeah. in some in some instances are going to be booming. What have you what have you seen? I think uh, I mean I think we went from in the space of three weeks from three hundred and fifty vacancies to forty four. So I think that kind of says the the, the volume deficit we've had. But not only that, you know, even with the clients that said they were still hiring because they was keeping up to date with the news just as much as we were, they could say the hiring one day within 24 hours, that could change. Uh, so yeah. it's just a case of, putting, you know, regular outreach. Like you just needed to lay, lay out the expectations. Look, I am going to be in touch daily because that's how quickly the news is changing. Yeah. So we've had some clients that, are, you know, they're prepared and ready to onboard people remotely. And some are just completely not capable. Uh, and it's, it's just, you know, hiring freeze. We're not hiring this quarter. But we're in an epidemic, EMAD. It, 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 you get, we're getting everything. We're getting everything every other recruiter is getting right now, I would say. That's really- and, and equally, because a lot of the clients that we work with, some of them um, are founded in different states. So naturally, if they're American companies, they'll be taking the, the sort of uh, news and advice from the local authority within that state. And then, you know, we've got some clients that are, growing out here but they're European so it depends on which country they're from because a lot of that will dictate what the leadership and where the board is based will, will dictate what the decision is so it, it's very mixed yeah but we've seen a huge reduction what type of roles are still being recruited in your space sales ops. we saw a little bit of a 
pivot. Yeah, sales ops, trying to get the business sort of uh, working and forecasting properly so that they, they know what they've got. Um, CSM seems to still be growing as, as companies try to um, keep the revenue that they've got, maybe that they've just sold. They're trying to make sure they don't lose that um, and then maybe try and grow their existing bases as, as much as they can. Um, and then it depends on the specific industries. Again, if you've got a salesperson that's selling travel, probably not a good time but if you're in cyber security it, it might you know, it's a little bit of a better time as everyone yeah. looks to work remotely i would have thought a lot of the fund the one the businesses that are funded like big back backed tech companies would if unless like you say their their, their consumer market or the client base they've got are, are completely on on their ass i imagine that they'd be you know it'd be a good opportunity in a way because you can you can gobble up some talent now some development talent some sales talent yeah. potentially at a price you wouldn't normally pay and there's a lot of people on the market. Have you seen any of that? Uh, I've seen some that have had, the, maybe already had their funding. Yeah, they, they, they've sort of continued. Some of our clients have just continued to, uh, the, the plan was that we, we were sort of had enough cash to last us two or three years. We don't, we, we don't think this is going to last as long, but we're going to pause some non-essential roles. Um, so a bit of pausing. So it, it depends. Um really on, on the, the company where the, how their funding is the types of roles they're, they're looking to, to fill you know, marketing events marketers they've just gone you know <laughs> that type of role yeah and i think obviously in terms of kind of having recent funding or even being a big global business it's about protecting your revenues because you, you still have goals and targets i mean i've been in yeah. speaking to people in bigger companies as, as aws and, and and stuff like that and you know, you kind of get under the fingernail and even they are using COVID to, to get rid of the deadwood to keep on revenues. And you think they'd be doing everything they could to, to keep hold of, of, of all talent just to, to boast that they've survived and weathered the storm. But the reality is it's, it's a ch chance to, to have a clear out too. So what are you guys spending your days doing? Obviously keeping it, keeping the phone to clients, I'm sure. But what, what on the, on the candidate side, how are you able to help right now? For me personally, um, we're getting so much inbound traffic, uh, you know, in terms of job adverts, people kind of you getting ref referrals into you based on previous success. You've really got to be careful and use your time wisely because the, you, we've got to try and bring in as much revenue as physically possible for, for the business. Uh, and obviously, you've just got to kind of pick the people that you think you can do something with in the now and the people that you think you could do something with in the short term it's physically impossible for us to speak to everyone that, that comes forward to us. So I think it's just really being selective yeah. right now. As harsh as that sounds, and people on LinkedIn are probably, oh, that's why he's not replied. But the reality is, you know, the, most of the best talent has been kept and is immovable. You've just, you've just got to really be, keep your wits about you and, and use your time wisely. Definitely. My focus is slightly different, Sean. I'm not really doing too much on the candidate side at the moment, but more... Uh, making sure that the the job book that we do have is is accurate and up to date, and and supporting uh, James in the UK, James May, um, make sure that he knows which roles to be directing at and directing the the consultants at, um, and then you're know, trying to bring on other new business, expanding accounts that, that are growing and that sort of stuff. Sounds like sounds like it's 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 not that different from here, really. I think um, there's probably a lot of people in the UK thinking, well. That the the US, you hear a lot here, you know, the US will be back by Easter. The US, like they're going to be Trump yeah. pushing Trump's, Trump's pushing people to go back to work. So there's probably a bit of a misconception here that there's more work going on over there, but it doesn't sound like it's massively different. It, it feels like the market's not been hit as as badly out here. I mean, it's still it's relative, right? You know, it's, it's so relative that 
that yeah, it, it's only minuscule, but the market is is much bigger out here. Therefore, it, it doesn't feel as bad. So you can kind of pivot to go. For example, if the West Coast opens up first, we'll start looking at roles over there and, and putting on our time there, just because the market's so big. Um, but yeah, the rhetoric out here from from the government was that we'll be ready by Easter, and so that probably delayed the the people's decisions on, on what they would do with hiring as well. Yeah, if you keep listening to government advice, you'll you'll struggle to make any decisions. What um, <laughs> the, the the thing that I'm really interested in now is to see how how recruitment companies evolve and how they how they. I, I'd honestly think this is like having a stroke or a heart attack in in in, in human life. And you know, if you if you're not fit for that, you might not come through it. If you if you're too overweight, you've been eating like shit stuff. You've just been you know, you, you're leveraging every part of life, you're probably not going to make it through. But if, you, if, if it's just unfortunate and you're in a good shape, you'll probably come through. So how do you think, whether it's Finley James or just recruiters in general, how do you think the, 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 the businesses will adopt or adapt, sorry, as a result of this hit? Yeah, I mean, obviously, in terms of how things will adapt, I mean, I mean we've had to adapt to me pretty quickly now. Um, I think businesses will probably become more open to the idea of remote working, but I think they'd probably need to invest in channels of being able to onboard people remotely. And I think that's where a lot of yeah. businesses are struggling. So I think there's a gap in the market there for sure. Um, about that, I'm not sure. You, I mean, guys, you guys do hire that young graduate model, don't you? So We do. Yeah. And I think that would change the strategy of hiring as well moving forward. Because yeah. if you can't have them in the office... But even if you can, even if you can go back to the office, do you think you'd go back to the same exact same model? I wouldn't say exact same model, but I'm definitely an office jockey. I 100% prefer being in the office, having the banter with the team, you know, keeping them going, you know, even having the luxury of a WeWork and just mingling with people. I mean, we, we, we've, we've took on so many clients just being present in a WeWork. Um, so, yeah, I, I miss yeah, the office. I think you touched on it there. Gareth, I think because everyone's got different wants and needs and I, and I think your know, businesses will just become more flexible to that. So there will be uh, in some businesses, people that work in an office and, and you know, you, it might be that there's a, a new model instead of this sort of WeWork stuff, you actually just rent an office a couple of days a week and some people just go in two days a week into the office and um, you share your office with another business, stuff like that. You know, there could be all sorts of different ways of working as, as people just become more flexible, I think, to individual needs because we've we sort of seen that in some respects business can continue and that I guess in, in a, it's a trust thing, isn't it? People can be trusted, um, but equally there are some people that don't want to work from home. Um, so you, you need look to accommodate the, for that as well. The age of people really, don't you? You think, you know, in your early mid twenties, likelihood is you live with, you live with your family or your mates or whatever. You've probably got what you're going to work on the kitchen table or your bedroom. You, you still for going out and drinking like your lifestyles, more geared towards being in an office, isn't it? If you're in your early 30s, mid-30s, yeah. you might have a young family, you might be sick of the, tr the commute anyway. This might have given you a respite from what you're used to. I, I, I personally think there'll be two camps. There'll be like a, there'll be you, Gareth, going, I'm an I'm a office jockey and that's what I want. And that's fine. And I think there'll be loads of people running to that, going, I'm desperate to get out of the yeah. house. But I think there'll be a hell of a lot that won't want to go back and will go, Unless you can offer me a flexible route now, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not interested in the in the old way. And um, what about you, Nick? You I mean you're living like a digital nomad anyway, and you cool, cool <laughs> New, York, New York lifestyle, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've done done both. I've done office, um, working remote. I've done small office, big office, working remotely, and then and then sort of working from anywhere. Um, 
so I think it, I, I've sort of come to this sort of part of the way I like working. It, it can vary day to day. Some days I, I am more productive if I just work from home and others I, I want to get out and I want to meet a lot of people and I want to have four back-to-back meetings where I'm doing nothing and others I want to get in the office and, and, and sort of spend some time with the, the team. So I, I think it'll be varying. I'll be someone who likes that flexibility. But I think it's not going to be necessarily to do with age because I think there's probably been a bit of a migration, certainly out of... Um, cities like New York and San Francisco where people have gone back to the countryside and they might be scared after this or, or they just think actually I can live my life in a in a smaller town outside I can commute to the city it's only an hour two hours away on the train and I go when I need to um, but actually I'm going to stay out of the city now I, I think you might see more of that as well even people regardless of age you'll just see uh, people living in sort of smaller these smaller cities uh, as they are out here yeah I agree what what's the long-term u.s plan for finley james now has it changed at all and what what are you trying to what are you trying to achieve nick what's the plan long term yeah i mean we just sort of changed it when we we're in miami we'd sort of agreed upon a plan that we were going to go and execute on and then um this this happened so we were looking to open up a what would have been a, a third office so we were going to be opening new york and we were due to hire certainly at the latter stage of an interview process for a manager to, to run this office out here um that's obviously been paused yeah we would Due to, and then we were, we were in talks actually um, to then build another office on the West Coast, um, which would be more of a satellite's the wrong word, but it wouldn't be in a major city. It would be in a sort of maybe around a college town, that they, that a bit like our sort of Didsbury office in yeah. some respects, where we get a lot of people that people don't want to be in the big cities. They don't necessarily want to have to commute and pay the rents and all of that sort of stuff that comes with living in a big city. Um, they actually want to be able to buy a house, have a car. Um, and that sort of stuff. And we were going to open up a bit of a, we hadn't necessarily decided where, but Gareth had sort of been uh, set, set the task to have a thing. And find the, the uh, find the LA's and house. We're sort of just taking it day by day. And, um, <laughs> yeah, d- d- ducking I field st- of the West Coast. I stayed in there. I stayed <laughs> I, in 2006. Now I'm showing my age now. I went to, I stayed in the US for four months coaching football. Uh, I lived in, it was, I flew to Vegas. No, I flew to uh, San Diego. I went on a, drive to Vegas on the first day and then I like you first day in the office and then coach football for four months and I lived in four weeks in Vegas four weeks in around LA and four weeks around San Diego and have you have you heard of Diamond Bar have you been there yet it's near the near the Anaheim Stadium or whatever like it's 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 a funny little place it's only it's like Orange County LA border I reckon it's a duck, it's the ducking field of uh, of LA. Mate. <laughs> Want to get yourself in there? Find um, your ground. Yeah, you'll you'll find it. Um, I, I, how have you found the culture? Like being as English as you are, how are you? How are you finding the culture? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's you get a lot of attention. Let's put it that way. Um, you can be in bars. Um, it, you know, as soon as you order a beer, if you're on your own or whether you've got company, you, you know, head to turn. Um, the culture is very different. I would say going, you know, having the Manchester office, going in early, being the last one to leave, going joining Nick in Wargate, we work, you know, we go to the, he'd get me up at five o'clock. He was like, he's like being boot camp when I stayed with Nick. He would get up, we'd go to the gym, we'd be in Morgate for 7.30 and leave at eight and go for beers. Yeah. I genuinely believe these kind of me, I've managed to get the, the guys who were working for me, you know, to a similar sort of work ethic. And there's a guy who works two two doors down. He's called James. I genuinely believe we're probably the first in and the last in out of WeWork. So that was a huge, huge, huge surprise for me. Um, the, the, it's just very much a nine to five mentality out here. 
you know, or four thirty happy hour. What about um, life as well, though, outside of work? So like the music, the sport, the TV, all of that. I mean, I, I was quite overwhelmed by it when I was there. I was like, it's just don't know where to look. There's just there's like stimulus everywhere. The lights, the colours, the noises. <laughs> it's just like, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I I love it. I think the sports. I've got really into sort of the NFL and um, NBA and some of the other sports as well. Um, I, I like the lifestyle out here, but I think New York is a lot closer to to London. Yeah. Um, that's that's for sure. I, I don't More of a European mindset, in it. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, European mindset maybe. Um, people are just certainly you know, used to the longer hours, and that's sort of expected if you work in New York. Yeah. But I mean, I've not worked in an office out here yet where I've I've got a team, so that could be different. It could just be what I'm seeing some of the people that I'm speaking to. But is the plan? The plan is to build big teams when this is done is it to get back to headcount grow it as you originally wanted to yeah yeah yeah. at the moment there's no change in in that plan I think it's just almost pause let's take a break and and sort of see what happens what the world looks like at the other end of this because it could be a different world and then and then sort of take stock of it all and and make some decisions there at that point but it's tough to really make any decisions right now and and say yeah the plan has changed and we want to do this is exactly what we want to do now because the reality is we just don't know when and what the timescales look like. Mm. Well, look, that's all we've got time for. I want to, what, what I love about you two is the energy and you can see that like, you know, whatever happens ain't going to phase you. You're going to keep doing it. And you're not, you're not sat out there like feeling sorry for yourself. Uh, you just, I mean, United fans probably are in general, but that's just another. <laughs> yeah, uh, in, fact, in fact, you're probably enjoying the break from the season. I think. You're, we were, we were the best, up, best the quarter. You've, best quarter you've had in about ten years. <laughs> um, but uh, no, ge- genuinely, lads, I think what you're doing is great. I think you uh, it can't be easy. Um, but if you, um, I'll tell you what, let's catch. If if we are still in this situation in a few months, let's catch back up and have a have a have another episode and see see how things have progressed. I'm sure there's a lot of. <laughs> There's a lot of people in the UK going through similar things yeah. and it's all about supporting each other now. It's about stick, Definitely. however far we are, it's about sticking together. Um, so if anyone does want to reach out, anyone listens and fancies asking you guys questions, you're happy to, to, to speak to anyone who, who does want to reach out? Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah? Give them the warts and all version of what's going on in the US. Um, guys, yeah. thanks. Yeah. Thanks so much. And, and, Everyone listening, thanks for tuning in again. Um, we had an amazing episode uh, live last week on the webinar. Um, every one of you that turned up, I hope you enjoyed it and, and you're enjoying every episode. We, I don't ask for money when you listen to this. I ask for you to share it with someone you know. Get it out to another recruiter, another owner, even a competitor, someone who, who can benefit from these stories. And as I said, together every day, we share the information. We'll all benefit from it. Um, I'll be back again tomorrow with another story, someone else's take on what's going on. But in the meantime, stay safe. I'll see you soon.